Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's essential like your breakfast. It will get you up and going, learn some things you didn't know. Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Give you energy like buck fast. And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Yeah. Can you feel Elton John there, live in my bedroom, in my office, in my special room where I record my podcast. Elton John, thank you Elton, singing there for you, for the listeners of the podcast. It is the Keith Walsh Podcast. Let me just move my mic a little bit. Thank you very much, that's much better now. Let me just burp a small bit. How are you all doing? It is, uh, it's Monday night, Monday evening, I am in my special room, it's uh, almost half past eight, it's 26 minutes past eight to be precise, and I'm putting up the Monday night podcasts, so you can, just because I know you're waiting for them, and it will make your night, and your week, it'll make your whole week, Um, and it's me chatting to my friend Mike, that's this one, and this is my intro for that one, but just before I came up to record this... I stumbled across uh, this. Actually, it was on our WhatsApp group. So I'm in a, I'm in a group called the Dublin Boys Club. And uh, we are a bunch of lads from Dublin and around surrounding areas. And we get together every now and then to do walks. Like, uh, you know, the one I only went on one, actually, because a lot of the get-togethers were at weekends and... Uh, and I was working weekends, and then there was the lockdown, so I've kind of missed a few. Because obviously if it's in Dublin, I can't join, because it's outside my five kilometres. Anyway, but there is a group, I'm on the WhatsApp, chat about stuff. It's a safe place, I suppose, for people to to uh, share their feelings and explore healthy masculinity. Um, And this turned up on the WhatsApp group, and it's uh, an Instagram account called Weird Facts. And it's got a million followers. And the fact today, for weird facts, was there's a Dublin Boys Club in Ireland that encourages men to share their real feelings, explore healthy masculinity, and offer a safe place to be be vulnerable. And that's like the weird fact of the day. And I was like, well, that's a bit weird. Why are they saying that's a weird fact? To me, that seems totally normal and a good fact. And I thought weird facts were kind of having a having a go. But they followed up with saying, so weird facts, they posted that. And then they said, men's issues are so underrated in society today. So they were on our side, basically. But I thought I'd read out some of the comments. Because 
Now, bear in mind, some people who write things like, well, that's just gay, are probably just having a laugh. I get that. It's cool. But I'll just read out the comments and just because this is what, not what we're dealing with, but I think for me, being part of a group like that is uh, is really good and healthy, and it's great. It's a great. It's great to see that uh, bit of progress with men uh, who want to get involved in a group like that and want to talk about masculine, you know, healthy masculinity. And uh, you know, there's a belief that we're supposed to be, I don't know, these tough guys who, you know, drink and fight and work hard and bring home the bacon and, you know, shag and, you know, that's what we do. Which I don't think is the case anyway. But anyway, um, I mean, we might want to do all those things and that might be part of what we want to be. And, you know, I believe you can be what you want to be when your body and your soul and your mind is free another time. That's where I'm at. Sorry, I digress. Anyway, some of the comments. In America, we call this California, which is sort of funny and uh, someone has commented before you get triggered remember it's just a joke and a lot of these comments are jokes but it's and I, I think it's for men especially it's, it, it's more comfortable to joke about it because that's just a better it's just easier that way Um, Johansson 973 wrote girly men well, that could be a joke um, Mel, Meland, Meland, ninety-two laughed. Ha ha ha! What are you saying? Only men can save kids from burning buildings. Are you saying that all men save kids from burning buildings? Are you saying that a man is defined by the moment he saves a kid from the burning building? What kind of fucked up nonsensical argument is this? So obviously the girly men comment developed into some sort of argument about men uh, being brave and being able to. Uh, save children from burning buildings and maybe not women um purple pulp says uh facts men aren't allowed to post sad stuff on their social media by society otherwise they would be seen as weak and they've had a little sad face uh rich price says amazing idea i'm going through hell at the moment and this could be really useful for me shame i'm from the uk and a few people got in touch with him, hopefully to tell him where he can check in, where <laughs> tell him where he can go, tell him where he can go to, uh, you know, check in with people, something similar. This from Johnny Mac. This is uh, this is shocking, to say the least. That a man uh, in this day and age could feel I don't know. And, and I was trying to read and go, maybe he's joking because it would be hilarious if he was joking. Johnny Mac says, the biggest issue men face is the stripping of our essential need to provide. I don't have an essential need to provide. I am happy to provide for my family out of love and same as my wife is happy to provide what she can and my children are happy to provide whatever they can. And sometimes with children they provide love and they provide entertainment and they provide, they, they, everybody provides something to the family. So this is ridiculous. The biggest issue men face is the stripping of our essential need to provide. Of course, that's to say that provi by provide you mean to earn money or kill something and bring it home. That's provide. We can provide love and we can provide affection and we can provide a shoulder to cry on. 
Anyway, the biggest issue facing men is the stripping of our essential need to provide, protect, and be needed by their family. Right. Our essential need to be needed by our family. This kind of pussification is the wrong direction. So, I mean, there's a lot in this. What does the word pussification mean? It means turning men into pussies. What's a pussy? Um, is a pussy a man who is weak? Um, is there something wrong with being weak? Is there something wrong with being scared? Is there something wrong with admitting that you're scared? Is there something wrong with admitting that you're ex anxious, worried, nervous? All those things, Johnny, build up and can become a problem because it's okay to want to provide and to protect and to, I mean, needed by their family. Hopefully you'd be, you don't want to be needed by your family. You want to be wanted by your family, don't you? But in saying this pussification, to say that someone is a pussy means that you don't value any man who shows any weakness. You call him a pussy. And that means that you're denying men the... Uh, you're denying... You don't want men to admit that they have emotions and feelings and that they might feel scared sometimes. Because, Johnny, there's nothing wrong with feeling scared. You can be scared and protect somebody. You can be nervous and... You can be nervous about driving a car and still drive it. You can be anxious about going into work and still going to work. You can be scared about protecting somebody from someone else, but still do it. It's ridiculous. You're denying your normal, natural emotions that are healthy. It's good to be scared. You know? This kind of pussification is the wrong direction. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. I worry for people like Johnny, you know? Uh, Mary, uh, who's female, says, uh, I think there's nothing wrong with sharing how you feel ever, ever. Love this idea. This is from Claire. Love to know. That, nice to know that there are real men out there who aren't afraid to talk. Um, Hootie says, is there something like this in Canada? Asking for, you know what? Never mind. I'm good. I don't know what they're saying. I think they were trying to ask and then they sort of got scared. Uh, Fight Club offers the same thing. Yeah, if you're into if you're into fighting, maybe. Uh, we men need more of this. We do this in my church in small groups. Men need that kind of community. See, that's good, it's positive. Uh, Polly says, "I endorse this 100%. Can we foster this in smaller community, starting with the men we know?" Uh, bet they scissor too. I don't know what scissor means. Um. Second series 55, who doesn't have a picture of himself or uses his real name, but he's commenting anyway. Whatever happened to getting drunk with your buddies, hitting a strip club, fight each other that night, wake up the next morning with the black eye hungover and getting breakfast burritos before a round of golf? That's therapy. You know, essentially, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I wouldn't be a fan of strip clubs. Uh, it's, there's a bit of part of me thinks that's subjectification but then you can argue well if a woman is happy to do that and she's earning money and it's making her life better and she's okay with it then that's her cho her free choice so you know that's a whole other argument but yeah I mean there's nothing wrong with going out with your buddies and having a few drinks and you know 
fighting each other effectively but it's also okay to have a group where you you go you know what I did I got too drunk and I fucking I know I'm embarrassed I went to a strip club I don't feel good about it and I haven't told my wife and you know it's okay to have those events but then it's nice to have someone to talk to about it or people to talk to or to share it with and to have people to say you know what man I did that too it's okay uh, Daughter Neptune says dear men just be you whether you're emotional or not, be yourself and accept who you are. That will never make you less of a man. Chicken of the Cave hilariously says, So, a gay colony. And Dewiter says, Get a room. Gone Fishing says, Sounds like liberal bullshit. <sighs> Sounds gay to me. Says someone who doesn't use their real name or a picture. Sounds pretty gay. Uh, Andy says, doesn't Ireland have bars? Um, I'm from Dublin, never heard of this. So, <laughs> okay, cool. There's probably lots of things you haven't heard of. Um, so there you go. That's just, as Shauna says, we need this everywhere. So, the, so mostly the ladies are in, in uh, oh yeah, this is my favourite. Yeah, it's true. It's called the Girl Scouts. Ha! <laughs> That's hilarious. Good man. So there you go. It's mostly men... A lot of men, and 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 I have to, I have to be very uh, careful in this. It's men commenting anonymously on mostly, seems to be mostly American, on a forum where they're not identifying themselves. Some of them are being funny, but a lot of them are saying anonymously, "It's gay, stupid, and bullshit, and liberal, liberal bullshit." Why would you imagine living in a world where you think that? Lads getting together, going for a hike, and having a chat about stuff <laughs> is liberal bullshit. Oh my god! Urgh. How is it liberal? I mean, or, or if it is, what's wrong with being? If that's liberal, then well. Anyway, so I just had to read that out and have a rant. The Dublin Boys Club—they're a good bunch of lads, and. Uh, you can look them up, you'll find them. There's, there was an article written about them in the Times recently as well. On the boys, on the boys. Um, anywhere men can go and have a chat. I don't care if you go into a pub and have a few drinks and talk about what you're worried about. That's absolutely fine, you know. Um, and there's the, there, there are people in the Dublin Boys Club who enjoy a few pints. It's not like, there's not no crack there. It's it's fun. It's It's enjoyable. Like <laughs> totally normal. Anyway, um, that's my intro for today's episode, and it is me talking to my friend Mike about, as we do about absolutely anything and everything. Um, we don't really have get to have production meetings because he lives in Clare and I live in Kildare, and we kind of had spoken previously about maybe talking this evening about. Uh, about things to do during lockdown and I was like you're into you're big up in your you know wildlife and I was kind of saying maybe you could talk about you know the birds that might be in your garden be handy for people to something to do with the kids during lockdown you know point out different birds bird species in the garden yeah I know it's okay Um, and I'd put a bird feeder in the garden and then Mike uh, was like oh no I didn't do any prep I didn't really expect him to not that 
I didn't expect him to like oh yeah Mike I didn't expect you to man totally that's so you I just I don't I think the purpose of these chats is just to talk about whatever comes up and uh, we don't I don't want any we don't want any prep that's the point but anyway we got on to talking about vicious robins we talked about minks we talked about red squirrels we talked about we talked about um, orcs we talked about Dan Donnelly we talked about um, trying to help a lad out of a ditch we, t- we talked about at one point we ended up going down some blind alley where we were talking about Mike trying to help a red squirrel who had taken mushrooms and crashed the car <sighs> anyway enjoy it is uh, me and my friend Mike chatting about whatever the f- don't know it's episode 21 by the way episode 21 enjoy enjoy D- watch out for the pussification of man the fucking thing fucking thing can thing oh, I can hear you Mike I can hear you how are you yeah, I'm really, really good, actually. Um, I've just got to uh, do my audio settings ever so slightly because my headphones are like, wow, man. You're like, uh, a, like you're turning into like a podcast whiz. You've got like a, a microphone. You're talking about audio settings. You're talking about your headphones, like all the technical jargon, headphones. I can't yeah. keep, can't keep well, up with you. For you, it must be like talking to somebody like Nile Rogers or something. producer singer you know writer guitarist that's me apart from any of the other things that he does uh i was never very technically minded myself so um no i've i've had to become technically minded over the last couple of days because uh, my wife's business this computer died the other morning so now um as well as becoming mr cutting fabric and um doing the accounts and going to the post office and stuff like that. I am now the IT department as well. Did you fix it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo. Hey, nice. <laughs> nice. I like, I like. That was Borat, he was. Yes, that's I like. I like. Um, I fix uh, the, the computer. Yeah, I turn fix on and off. Electric abacus. <laughs> Uh, so can you hear me um yeah, okay yeah you sound really good uh the mic is good you're you're coming in crystal clear this is we you know almost we could be in the studio together it's good well okay but, i'm gonna turn off my um my video i think i was um yeah we can turn that off as well i was looking into trying to find i didn't do any any actual work about it but i thought what i must try and do is figure out like a dedicated line that it's not zoomed. You know what I mean? That we can, I think there's other ways that we can, we can record audio that it more like a sort of a, more like a phone line, an ISDN line that isn't a zoom line. And it mightn't, I was thinking it mightn't be as much because there's still a slight delay. Now it doesn't really make a difference, but it's still there, but it'll be fine. But it's something, it's something for me to look into. I like looking into things and not actually doing anything about them, but yeah, I mean, I've got some um, sort of uh, audio software that came with this. Um, oh, my God, something just went off in my ears. Um, that came with this um, microphone package type thing. And uh, I don't know if that's any use. Mm. Maybe we could open that up. 
I could share that software with you and we could open it up and, and, and do it over Tintinet yeah, um, so through I, that. I wonder I if, that, know if that's a thing. It could be editing software, though, for, for, for audio. Mm. Yeah. That, yeah, but, you know, the magic of the internet, people give away free software every day these days. So, it's, uh, you know, they might... Um, might be useful. I don't know. We should look into it. Know. So you yeah. uh, you finished up, as we, we've mentioned before, you finished up your job. So now you're at home and you're part of Sally Ann's handbags, the business. Yes, I am. Uh, well, I'm, I'm a, I say I'm a part of that. I'm, I'm sort of more of a hindrance than a help. I provide tea yeah. and sympathy and that sort of stuff, really. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, say that I was like, you know, uh, an integral part of the business. <laughs> she certainly does better without me. Um, you know, I sort of say things like, I'm going to go out and walk the dog. Oh, great. Take as long as you want. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that sort of stuff. Do you mind having all this time or how you, how you find it? Because I'm like, I'm around the house a lot and I'm helping. I help Suzanne a bit and I do my own bits and pieces. And it's like, for me, it's like, I'm, you know, go to the post office meet somebody to get something for something and record the odd podcast. And that's my life now. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I quite like um, open-ended days. I'm quite a night. I'm, I'm realizing my natural state is um, sort of staying up late. Uh, when everybody goes to bed here, I stay up till 12 or one o'clock. And I catch. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> crazy guy. Oh, rock and roll. <laughs> uh, calm, calm down, Mike. Calm the fuck down. This is actually, this isn't a podcast, it's an intervention. (laughs) I probably need it, but I, I, you know, I find myself sort of staying up, aimlessly watching crap. I'm really, really, really into uh, Wheeler Dealers at the moment. And uh, I've hit sort of, uh, you know, the button that that series links. And I've got thousands of them every day on Dave TV and Forces TV. And I just watch you know, Mike Brewer or whatever his name is, and Ant or the other guy, Ed China, taking we- apart cars and clutches. Oh, Wheeler Dealers, they're not the guys that go around and find shit in, in old people's yards in America. What's well, Wheeler Dealers? No, I think you're talking about something Pickers, American Oh, Pickers. yeah, yeah, Pickers, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, no, Wheeler Dealers is they, they go out, Mike Brewer goes out and buys the car and then they take it back and uh, it's really formulaic. They sort of fix the clutch normally and then they do the braking system and then do it. And then they, they turn, they, you know, they, they sell it for a profit at the end of the week. Lovely jubbly. And uh, it's, it's (laughs) so stupid, but I love it. And I'm the most un sort of uh, mechanical person you are ever likely to meet. I mean, I have this idea that I'm going to buy a, a, a you know, a, 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 what you call it, um, a Land Rover, a Defender, and I'm going to be sort of out there greasing things every day and sort of putting it together, taking it apart and living this kind of life with me in some sort of a boiler suit covered in oil and Sally Ann bringing me cups of tea. I know that will never happen because I, I just get frustrated with vehicles. It's like a fantasy. <laughs> it's like some sort of fantasy sometimes me and my wife we meet in a hotel and pretend to be other people is it that kind of thing you don't do that do you no <laughs> but i it's something i joke to my friends about i like to pretend <laughs> that myself and suzanne i pretend to be a stockbroker <laughs> uh, and she pretends to be um 
I don't know. I can't even think about it. She pretends to be a retired actress and she's drinking at the bar. She's not, she's nothing else. Downing her sorrows of the, <laughs> uh, the iftas she never got. Yeah. I could have been somebody. But, no, uh, you see, that was what you call a dump fee in Modern Family, wasn't it? They used to meet every um, Valentine's night. Phil, Phil, was it? Phil. Oh, oh. Phil, what a legend. My Some of the best television ever. My daughter sometimes calls me Phil, so. Uh, I'm sure there's a bit of that in me, if you know what I mean. So that's not that's not like some kind of weird fantasy. It's just it's just maybe you you, you hope that maybe you, you feel like maybe you'd like to buy a Land Rover, or you just it's just it is oh, a it is a fantasy. Oh, it's not, an absolute fantasy because every time I've got near to buying one, I've shied away and thought, oh, I couldn't buy one of them. I'm too much of a girl, and I really am like uh, I. I would shudder at the thought of getting my hands covered in oil and being out in the cold all day with sort of attached to metal and stuff. You know, I'd have to build a shed for it. And I just talk myself out of it. But it's a massive fantasy. I go on about Land Rovers in this house all the time. It be sick of me. But I have this sort of idea that I'm some sort of outdoors, rural kind of, you know, guy that would be able to help people you know out well, of the snow get out of a ditch and instead of go instead of going to the shops instead of going on the road you just you just drive into a, a gate and go across the field yeah exactly yeah. that type of thing and it's, or, it, it's ironic the only time i've ever come across somebody in a ditch upside down when well, almost upside down the car was sort of two wheels off the ground and the driver was there and the, the car was still going and i just i literally came across it one afternoon one evening well actually it was about two o'clock in the morning and um, I sort of, I said to the guy, listen, if I bounce on the car here, we might get the four wheels and you might be able to reverse. And he sort of put his thumb up and said, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, he was so drunk, he didn't know what you were saying. <laughs> so he did it. We managed to do it. He managed to reverse. Yeah. And then he drove back into the ditch again. Oh. He was absolutely rattled. Oh, he was. I, I mean... <laughs> He was sideways drunk. You were trying to get him back on the road. Wait till I get this. Wait till, oh. wait till I get this lethal weapon going again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like finding a, it's like finding a bomb didn't quite land on his target and just throwing it, helping it on. Hang on a second. Yeah, or helping a mass murderer. With, sorry, <laughs> your gun is your gun is frozen. Let me let me freeze that up for you. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I've got lube all over me from my Land Rover. I can just rub it off me <laughs> and just... loosen that cannon. <laughs> let me give you a lift. To, <laughs> let me give you a lift to Old Ma Haggard's house, so you can murder her. Um, I do. I, I like yeah. the. I, I like the idea of you being like a really. And I. And don't take any offences, but like a, like a, a guy with a Land Rover, but being totally useless and like trying to help people, like driving across the field. To help Farmer Joe get his cow back to the, back to the, to, 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 to I was going to say stable. Where, where do cows stay? Fields. <laughs> yeah, in the, in the other field. I'll get. I'll help you get them up to the other field. With the farmer being like, "No, I actually, I'm fine. I don't need any help." And you insisting on pushing the cow into the back of your Land Rover and driving it to another field. <laughs> farmer saying, like "Kidnapping." Don't need any help. Thanks very much. And you doing it and then driving off going, there's another farmer helped by Danger Mike. And, and it, it's, fu it, it, it's funny because um, 
I was listening, I think in the last snowstorms when when lots of people were going up to the the Wicklow Hills. Is it the Wicklow Hills just outside Dublin that get pretty snowy and stuff? Yeah, the Wicklow Mountains, we'd call them. The Wicklow Mountains, yes, of course. Um, I'm not great on geography. The Gap, the, um, gap, the Sally Gap and all that. Yeah, so people were driving up there and then they were getting stuck. And um, I listened to, it was very Alan Partridge. Joe Duffy had uh, Philip Boucher Hayes. Um, I don't know if you know any of these two characters. You probably I do in your time. I yeah. do. I know Joe and, and I know Philip. Philip's a very kind of outdoorsy. Philip would be a Land Rover driver. He's got horses. He he regularly rides out. Uh, like he would, I think at one point, there might have been very heavy snow and he might have been riding his horse up to get into his car to come into RTE, that kind of way. You know? Wow. Yeah. That's sort of Marlborough Man-esque. Mm-hmm. But it was, they were having a conversation and Joe Duffy was sort of saying, now don't be going out now to the hills, the Wicklow Mountains, because everybody will be up there and there's only one way and you can't reverse and it's two for the snow and whatever. And then Philip Abutcher Hayes came on and he, <laughs> anyone he was talking about, you're a Land Rover, I've seen your Land Rover, you've got a big snorkel and everything. So you'd be able to get up there. I, I would and I actually took a drive up there to help people out and uh, I did. And I felt like saying, well, you're just going to, you're just clogging the road even more for other people <laughs> who are up there in their micros. Well, you see, Philip will go up on his horse now, in fairness. <laughs> his four-wheel drive horse. Uh, I have this mental image now of, like, Philip Belcher Hayes being, like, Poldark. He's he's very, oh, he's very outdoorsy and man of the, like, you know, horsey man and all that kind of stuff. And 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 I think he, I, I, I don't know where he lives, but I presume he lives near the Wicklow Mountains or the Dublin Mountains or, you know, they're, they're kind of, they're sort of connected in a way, but um, he might have been talking about the Dublin Mountains. Yeah, but uh, I did, I meant, I got him, we got a message there that I, I like to read out because I like to read out praise. I know lots of um, podcasts don't like to read out praise, but this is this is not those podcasts. Um, <laughs> it's from Dave, Dave Byrne, listener, podcast listener. Thanks, Dave. He says, Jesus, Keith, I nearly crashed my effing van listening to you and Mike doing the Joe Duffy pizza routine. It's been a hectic day and I needed that belly laugh. Thanks, Dave. He's our biggest fan so far. Possibly our we love Dave. Fan. We love Dave. Fair play to Dave. Here, listen. I'm going to get... Go on, yeah. I'm yeah. going to get Dave's name tattooed across my the cheeks of my backside. What's his last name? Dave? Dave, Dave Byrne. That would work for your arse. Yeah. If you just had the word burn. Dave Byrne. Yeah, um, and a little tattoo of like a fire or something on it. A little like flame. I think we've got enough of your your fantasies for one podcast. Um, <laughs> the um, you know what I did because we 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 kind of spoke about what we might speak about in this podcast and whether we get around to it, I don't know. Or uh, I bought a bird feeder. <gasps> oh, well done! I like that gasp. That was uh, your. <laughs> I bought a bird feeder. I'm waiting for the birds, man. This like we have we had a robin, um, but we kind of get this. I always think it's the same robin. It's probably not, but we get this robin coming around this time of the year anyway. But uh, so I stuck the bird feeder up, and I I tried to put it up on a on a branch, one of the weaker branches of the tree. So it's quite it, a big bird wouldn't be able to sit on this bird feeder. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I mean, some some uh, robins are migratory. So he might not be the same Robin. And they're very defensive of their territory. They're probably one of the most aggressive 
birds on the planet and we always think oh look at the little beautiful red robin they're horrible they are will they? rip another male's head off yeah 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 they are quite, quite outstanding yeah i think Brilliant. bill Ollie did something on nature watch or whatever autumn watch about them years ago and they put a dummy one in and this little uh, male robin came in from like scandinavia and then just tore this other one apart to shreds like spat out it's like uh, shit in your general direction wow yeah yeah like right so so and they just so he's gone off he's he's like say for instance that was my robin living out the back in newbridge went off to where scandinavia is that what you're saying where they, where they fly so, off so you see some some birds migrate um great distances some um migrate sort of east to west some go north to south following the sun it depends i mean there's an awful lot of migratory stuff coming through at the moment and uh, I actually forgot that we were going to talk about this, so I'm not really... Uh... <laughs> That's all right. We don't, have, <laughs> anyway. we don't have to. We don't have to. No, 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 no. I, I like talking about birds. Um, so, um, yeah, so sometimes robins come. Uh, this time of the year, you'll get all sorts of um, thrushes coming through, um, different types. You've got your regular song thrush that you'll see in the garden, the one that um, is kind of nice and spotty and sort of medium-sized bird, like a blackbird sort of size. Yeah. And they go around and they listen to the soil and then they pick slugs and uh, worms and snails up. They listen to the... Hang on a second, hang on a second. They listen to the soil? Yeah, they listen to the ground, yeah. For what? For movement underneath. So they can hear a worm moving? Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. What? They'll cock, yeah, they'll cock their head and you'll hear them and all of a sudden they doink and wallop and they'll take whatever they can, little beetles, they'll take anything, they'll, they'll eat invertebrates, vertebrates, anything, they'll, they, you know, but mainly nice juicy stuff. So if you've got a song thrush in your garden, keep it because they'll take all your slugs off your, um, if you're growing anything, they're brilliant. And if, if you've got lots of snails, they will, um, they'll find a rock or a stone or a hard surface and they'll use it as an anvil. And every once in a while you might come across in your garden like little shells and you think, why are they always all, all there? You know, and that's because a song thrush has had it and they literally picked the snail up and battered the bejesus out of them um, to get all the flesh from the outside, from the inside. Wow. Yeah. I've already learned more about birds than I ever knew. So robins are vicious creatures that will eat and kill other male robins. So, but <clears throat> just getting back to the robin for a second, like if he flew off, say to Scandinavia, or wherever they, or South Africa, or wherever they go to, and he came back then to our house like last week, and there was a different robin there that, she, and he's gone. I was I was living here last year before I flew away. Get the fuck out of here. That that would be that's that, is that how they'd be territorial, or would they just come? come to a place they like and say, no, I'm bigger than you. I, I can eat you. I'm going to, I claim this area. No, what will normally happen is um, you'll have ones that are actually, that they stay here. You have ones that never move. Ah, okay. So probably La- the lazy bastard. Garden, yeah. Um, they've got enough and they've, they've sorted themselves away and there's a bird feeder so they can use that every once in a while. Although our Robin in our garden never uses our bird feeders ever. He always just kind of sits on a holly bush, giving it the kind of yozza use, you know, sort of like headbutt anything that comes near him. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, so robins do, there are migratory ones and there are ones that just stay put and have their own little thing. But the migratory ones will normally come back to the place where they've been before. And if there's another robin there, they might have a go. But if another robin comes into our garden, there's, there's riffraff and you hear them, you'll hear the, 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 this low sort of sweet singing sort of a, a robin's call is lovely. It's kind of sad and it mellows off at the end. And then you'll see it bust up if there's another one. Okay. So yeah. that's like, we're thinking, oh, that's a beautiful song, but that's a warning. That's like, a, that's like the hacker. Well, yeah, but they can sing for all sorts of reasons. And normally if, there's, if it's a warning, you'll, you'll know, um, you'll know that there's a predator around because they'll, they'll all sort of go, eat, 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 eat. All sorts of birds have these sort of like, where, where, where. You'll hear crows going, where, 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 and beep, beep, beep. This is like, um, I feel like I'm at a rave in the 90s. <laughs> All we need now is a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the drum. You make the bird noises. Wow, 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 wow. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're living in some sort of fantasy now. But yeah, these lots of these birds will come and go. But nowadays, you'll see. Um, flocks of thrushes especially i suppose up, up in the curry you'll get them as well you'll get um so song thrushes are the sort of smaller spotty thrush yeah and then a slightly bigger heavier version of that would be the missile thrush and they chirp a lot and then you'll get field fairs which are like exactly the same as a thrush but they're not exactly the same because they're kind of two or three different colors of gray and sort of brown um and then you'll get red wings which when they take off you'll see the red under their arms if you like that's what they look like they sort of they spread out and they got these little red wings so you get lots of different thrushes coming in and when it gets cold up north they really do they they come in in flocks so you'll know you're in for a bad spell when there's loads of thrushes around oh so they so are you saying that if it, they are a signifier of the weather is that what you're saying is it yeah, uh, if you if you get if you get bad weather up in sort of Scandinavia, yeah. you'll get lots of thrushes moving through. These these boys will move from place to place, and if it's bad up in Northern Ireland, they'll come down here. Oh. These guys just they flock together, and in in that uh, bad sort of um, winter we had two thousand nine two thousand ten, we actually had dead um, birds here. We had a dead redwing in the garden and a dead field fair. They just got starved out of it. There was nothing left. They go through, they literally go from sort of whatever's left of blackberries or hawthorns or whatever on the, whatever fruit is left, they'll go through and raid it. And they obviously got to the stage here where there was just nothing left. So they died of salvation. Wow. There's got to be a Disney movie in that. <laughs> they haven't done one on birds, have they? Disney, they haven't done like, they've done, they've done, uh, They've run Ratatouille, they've done the rats, they've done dogs, they've, yeah. done, they've done the elephant. They need to do a bird one. They uh, probably do, you know. They, they, didn't they do a stork one? Maybe. Yeah, maybe there was. A stork, maybe, yeah. Stork was part of something. Um, that's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. So, so, so you could say, oh, we're, gonna, we're in for a bad winter if you see a lot of thrushes around. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. We, we know here in, I know that there's a, there's a cold front coming when the thrushes move through. And in fact, the other day before the um, uh, the storm came, Storm Aiden or whatever it was, came the other day, I had a load of um, long-tailed tits in the garden. I'd never seen them before. 
and these are sort of little chestnutty white and black uh, tits with very long, delicate tails. And about 40 of those came through and they were beautiful. Never seen them before. And they were just not, they were just escaping the storm. They were trying to fly ahead of it. Yeah, they were, um, they came through the bottom of our garden, which is kind of wild. And you've got all the, the docks and everything left over from the, the summer and anything with a seed head on it, they just pillaged as they made their way through. They, they okay. really did a number on our garden. Wow. Mm. So what will I be looking out for here in Kildare for my, my bird table? Any of that? Will I get any of those lads? You will. You'll, you'll more than likely um, get finches. You need to leave it up for a couple of days. What have you got in it, first of all? Well, it's just one of these ones that I picked up off the shelf in the supermarket. It's like just seeds, like tiny seeds, loads of them. And okay. you just you twist the bottom of it and take off the the seal and then twist the bottom back on. And it's just, it's just that, you know, it's a little... It's tiny, like there's just enough for a small bird to grip onto the side of it. And then there's all these seeds inside. So what I'm thinking is the bigger birds will probably figure out how to knock the branch to pour the seeds onto the ground. Um, but yeah, it's exactly. just it's just seeds, you know, tiny mm. seeds. No harm to get another one or two and put different things in them because our um, the tits love um, peanuts. And, and peanuts love the tits. I don't know why I said that. That's, that doesn't even make sense. So they love peanuts, do they? Yeah, they'll. Uh, a lot of um, the stuff we have here, fin- lot of, we have a lot of finches. We have um, chaffinches. We have goldfinches. We've had in the past um, crossbills, which are quite rare. And we get um, little siskins as well, which are sort of, these they're like little lemon drops they're really bright yellowy green the male is and they're really aggressive they spend more time guarding the nuts than feeding and they just literally they get carried away they're they're like you know they're they're up for a scrap every minute of the day okay um and we have a flock of about 30 chaffinches that eat all of our little seeds like the seeds you've probably got in your feeder but the uh the tits like to take their time and nibble away and you know um, chuck at, at the peanuts and, and there's sort of peanuts, bits of peanuts flying everywhere and you'll get the crows come in then at the bottom and, and clear up after them. Um, yeah, there's lots there's lots of birds to be looking for. You'll probably start getting chaffinches um, relatively soon, once they know they're there. But it's the, the most important thing is to keep the bird feeders full. Okay. Once you entice them in, yeah. you've got to do it. Okay. And it's funny, I was thinking about you the other day because you said you were getting some work done maybe on the little place at the bottom of your garden to make it some sort of a studio. Yeah. Is there a window in that? Um, there, do you mean like a window? There's kind of like f- sort of like French door style doors at the front of it. Oh, yeah. Do you mean, okay. like, a, well, do you mean like a way in and out? Like? No, but a, a, an actual glass window. Glass. You can get, yeah, you can get bird feeders that stick to your window. Ah, uh, yeah, there is glass on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that they're really good. My next door neighbours have them here and they can sit down and oh, yeah. because the birds really can't see through, they just sit there and, and you're really, really close to them. You get some great photos of little birds and stuff. Oh, that's yeah. what I want. I think I saw that before and thought I must get one of those and forgot about yeah. it. That's good. Okay. That's good. Um you know, for the kids and over the next few weeks, maybe to get a few uh, bird feeders to stick to your window. 
Oh yeah, and and the amount of species coming through at this time of year is kind of it's an interesting mix and match. You know, there's all the big swans are coming back. I mean, I don't want to fucking swan. Now hang on a second. I don't want a fucking swan to land in my back garden. <laughs> Charlie, I, I I just see a swan coming down and taking little Charlie dog for breakfast and heading off. <laughs> they would be. A swan would kill you. A swan would break your arm. That's what you say. That's what they <laughs> why not your jaw? You know what you, I mean? Or your you, get a, or you, you get a swan. If a swan starts living in my back garden, I won't be able to use the back garden anymore. He will be he'll be out there. He's waiting for his hissing at me, waiting for me to come out so he can break my arm. Just to prove a point. Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> Pay money to see that. Um, <laughs> what kind of food would I have to put in the back garden to entice a swan in? You'd have to build a lake, pretty much, first of all, because right. they like to land on water. Okay. Really. <laughs> I just put out a lot of tin. I put out tinfoil. I'd cover the back garden in tinfoil. He'd look down. He'd be like, oh, nice fine lake there in that back garden. That's... As he does a nosedive. As he does a nosedive into the concrete, tin covered over in tinfoil. <laughs> yeah. Do it just a couple of days before Christmas, then you don't have to buy a turkey. <laughs> What are you having for? What do you have for Christmas Day, Swan? Yeah, but unfortunately, he broke his arm on landing. <laughs> he broke his arm. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. So look, we don't want swans coming. But oh yeah, obviously we get the, the swan. Are the swans are they here? Are they not already here? I don't know. Yeah, the the mute swans I think are coming in at the moment because <clears throat> they'll overwinter here, I think, or they're on their way somewhere. Um, not too good on my knowledge of swans, but they, there are some like I, I, I've I've heard, and this could be total bunkum and I, you know, uh, uh, big massive generalization. But would like swan would be like Polish people would eat swan, would they? Or is that have I totally just made that up? No, lots lots of people would would eat them. There's a big thing um, this side of the the sort of the western edge of Europe uh, called England, and the Queen is the only person who is allowed to eat swans in the United Kingdom. Oh. But <clears throat> yeah, we, we, we had an issue. I remember it was uh, reported in the Eastern Daily Press uh, when I lived in Norwich, that there was a load of Chinese students came over to the United, to the University of East <laughs> They were out there barbecuing swans that yeah, they that's, found. That's not true, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there were, there were beautiful ducks and stuff. And, and that, you know, these guys would, would catch, um, like we would go pheasant hunting or whatever. They would um, go and, you know, catch sort of big birds and eat them. <clears throat> you know, you eat the chicken sandwich. Yeah, but I don't go around, like, catching feckin' blackbirds. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Uh... I need to... Yeah, well, I don't, eat, I, don't, do. I, I don't eat meat, but, like, yeah, but it'd be weird if I was living in a flat and then like trying to catch a swan for me dinner right hmm. but that's not do my, you not, do you, my, my you don't my, eat my meat culture. i don't eat meat no no i did not know that no there you go now uh, I, I, I eat wolf i i eat wolf that's all i, I don't eat anything else if, but it, it would, i'd have to get caught it myself uh, <laughs> on the curra um see the curra now there's an interesting place i'm sure for wildlife yeah well you see you get like um uh, you get uh, fuck all on the cur, I think is what it is. <laughs> you get, what would you get on the cur? Sheep. And um, 
I suppose if you were into your birds and you could spot your birds, you, there's the one interesting bird that's been sort of doing well in Ireland recently, and especially around here, is the buzzard, which I'm very mm. excited excited about because I I do like I don't know a, an awful lot about them, but I do like the birds of prey. Like I, if I'm driving down the road, I'll point out kestrels to my children. They don't give a shit, but um, I'll say, oh, there's a kestrel there hovering above the side of the motorway, or whatever. Um, but buzzards are exciting for me. I get excited for fantasies. We have one round here, and he's he's looking, or she, I don't know what it is actually. It's uh, looking, it, it seems to be prospecting for a nest or for a roost over the winter because it's um, around here quite a bit now. And this is probably as far west as they'll come. Uh, I see one over the motorway near Bonratty if I go down to Limerick. Um, and but they're not you don't see them on the motorways until you get up to sort of Kildare and into Dublin uh, yeah. and if you get further up then you can see red kites as well up towards the north yeah and they're a spectacular bird of prey they're, I love a, I love gorgeous. a kite I love a kite yeah uh, <laughs> I do I do my my uh, I have an uncle who lives in Oxford and I used to I used to he, he had some kite around where he lived and uh, it was very exciting because I've been to uh Australia and the kites are a different. It's a different breed over there. Obviously, they're massive, yeah. um, but they're a very exciting bird to see. Um, any eagles over where you are? Um, I've seen one um, in. Uh, I went to put my dog into kennels in Limerick, in uh, near Ardnacross. It's not actually Limerick. It's County Clare, but um, right on the border by the river and. Um, it's about two or three years ago. We used to kennel the dog over there if we were going on holidays and we'd fly out from Shannon or whatever. And yeah, I went to the guy's house and uh, he had this post it recently knocked down a tree and they were sort of using the, the, the bottom of it for uh, to hang fencing off and stuff. And a uh, big rambling old yell this for that. I said, oh, I said, do you, do you keep rare birds here? He says, no, why? And I said, there's a white-tailed sea eagle sitting on that post. <laughs> And said, Jesus Christ, look at the size of that fucking thing. And it was colossal. <laughs> and again, what drew what drew me to it was the other birds all going. It was a load of magpies going, cheep, 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 as if like, lads, watch yeah. out, he's going to yeah. eat us. Yeah. But it was huge, huge. Yeah, they're they're quite a spectacle, aren't they? Seeing, mm. seeing a bird like that. Crazy. Crazy shit. I don't. I don't suspect I could lure any eagles into my garden here in Newbridge. There's nothing I could. I'd have to hang up like a, an antelope or something. Like well, you you'll get eagles um, where you are. Um, where? You yeah yeah you, you you'll see them. I mean because if they're on the lake, they're on um, the lake, the big lake in Limerick, Loch Derg. Yeah. Um, so they they their hunting and foraging will be like pretty much the island of Ireland. If they get up on a thermal, they'll look down and sort of go, hmm, what's over there? You know, I went to the uh, the Birds of Prey Centre in Alloy Caves, and they had some vultures. And uh, they were sort of telling you how, you know, how good their sense of smell and their eyesight was. And um, and this is North Clare in the Burren. And they said, if he could get up high enough, he would be able to see a dead elephant in Limerick. And it was like, wow, wow! Imagine that. I yeah, think. That is, I think. I think if it was a dead elephant in Limerick, it'd be on the news. So most of us would see that. 
Well, Fawcett Circus used to drive their elephants up on Battle Street, Limerick, when I was a, a young fella. <laughs> I'm sure one of them was dropped dead, but I, I don't think there were any vultures around at the time. So. <laughs> if the circus left and one of the elephants died, they just leave it in the field there. <laughs> One of the maddest uh, sights I, 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 well, I just remember driving down the dual carriageway. It, uh, there's the jewelers, the original dual carriageway. I don't know if it was, the, it was the first dual carriageway in Ireland. It's a road between Newbridge and Nace. And uh, yeah, the Nace, the Nace dual carriageway. The my, brother, dual carriageway. my brother crashed, crashed his car there. Oh, wow. And broke his back. Oh, God. Is he all right? Yeah. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all got out of the car. Jeez, uh, don't let, don't. Was, don't blame Newbridge or Nace. No, no, it was Not a Fiat 128, and they were driving up to Dublin, a group of young lads, you know, what it was like back in the 70s, the early 80s, this would have been. And, uh, yeah, they went over the carriageway, spun wow. over a couple of times, and the bottom of their car hit a telegraph pole and broke it. So that was the, yeah, and, and they all legged it out, and all of a sudden he went, oh, and then he was in traction for six months. But anyway, I digress. He was Okay. But I was I remember driving down the road and I think I had one of the kids, I think it might have been Anna, who's 18 now. She would have been a very small child. And it was I didn't really I wasn't really paying attention, but I looked over and there was like like a camel and an elephant in a field. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? I thought I was I thought I was having flashbacks or, you know, I thought I'd, it was something I'd taken when I was younger and it was coming back. And, Did uh, you have some mushrooms? <laughs> it was like somebody spiked my bolognese. Um, and I, so I stopped the car, obviously, and I was like, there's a fucking, there's a, this is mad, and like to show on Anna, whatever. And of course, I realised then kind of a field up, they were using the field. They, they, they were setting up a circus. They hadn't quite set up the tent. You know? <laughs> but I was like, what the fuck? There's an elephant in the field. Like, you know, it, it took me a you know, I was trying to figure out how the hell would it work? Yeah. <laughs> they escaped from the zoo or something. And uh, nobody seemed to, but anyway, it was just a circus. It wasn't very exciting. But um, it was, I'm sure it was exciting. It was exciting for them. I'm sure they were delighted to be in a field in Newbridge and not, you know, where they should be in the Sahara or uh, not the elephants, but the camel. And uh, apparently there's only one, one wild. Uh, herd of elephants left in the world is that is that possible no no okay good i, I think that's wrong i think okay. they had to start culling them because they looked after them so well they then started uh, over um achieving and, and sort of breeding like you know um, and there were licenses given somewhere in africa to cull them i, d I don't know why we cull things I, d I just don't know why we think we have to manage everything it's just human nature you know would you have? Would you be in fa in favor of introducing the wild wolf back to Ireland? I would, yeah. I mean, there's an awful lot of um, ecologists and people involved and naturalists and stuff who are really, really like they're xenophobic. You know, they're really racist um, about other species. Animalist. Yeah, and it's it's awful. Speciesist. Speciesist. They do this kind of, um, you know, well, I don't like sycamore trees. They came over on the last land bridge when we were uh, an ice age and uh, they, they came over and, and they've stayed here. And it's like, Jesus, lads, they're trees and they're doing very well. Yeah, the fuck? Certain people don't like certain species. Yeah, the, like like the, the mink. Oh, the fucking mink. Kill, kill all the mink. 
They don't belong here. But 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 the stoat. I love a stoat. People who love stoats but hate minks. You know? The, the, I suppose the problem is when you start messing around with flora and fauna. The mink were all um they were all released, weren't they, from a place from a farm in Cork, a flower yeah. farm. Yeah, the, uh, and then they they ran riot, and they did they outdo other species, which is kind of not not the best thing to do. But that's us, you see. The the the, the reason that happened is because we tried to manage a species of animals by harvesting their fur off them, which is you know abhorrent. Serves us right, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but, like the red squirrel and the grey squirrel, and uh... yeah, but squirrels, you know, we we talked about squirrels doing mushrooms. They, they also eat, uh, I, I read up on mushrooms and squirrels, actually, and they um, the grey squirrels will eat um, the fly agaric mushrooms, you know, the red and white ones. Yeah. That are poisonous to pretty much everything. They kind of like, oh, hello. Right. And do they get a, a buzz off them or it's just No, no, no they're just eating them for, yeah, for a little oh. bit of protein. But I, but apparently the the red squirrel has started to do well in Ireland again because the grey squirrels are being killed by possibly mink. Yeah, um, and I, I unfortunately around here I only I've only seen one alive red squirrel, and oh. I very nearly knocked him down. We, <laughs> I've seen them, I've seen lots of them dead on the road. You were so excited, you nearly killed him. Oh my God! It's my first red. <laughs> he he literally drove out in front of me. Emergency stop job, you know, with a car behind me. I nearly I nearly caused a was an accident. What was he driving? <laughs> he was in a Kia Sorento. <laughs> He was on mushrooms. He hadn't got a clue what was going on. I was trying to get his car out of a ditch. There was two wheels in, two wheels out. He was off his head. <laughs> it was a red squirrel. Actually, maybe I was drunk. I don't know. Yeah, he wasn't wearing his glasses. He was. <laughs> he was still on. He was only on a provisional, and he was in the car on his own. He should have had a red squirrel with the full license beside him. Uh, that's what I told him anyway. But, um, Actually, do you, do you follow the the Garda um, on Twitter? I, I kind of do. I think I see them sometimes, but uh, oh, not, I don't follow them. Oh no, not, I, I follow. Not I like, follow the Gar on Garda Shiakana on Twitter. And I don't I, follow I them like feed. like boys on. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> I don't have posters of them up my on my wall. I do. Lots of sort of, you know, Magnum. And all those <laughs> anyway, tell us about the Gardaí on Twitter. <laughs> they, they, they post stuff every day. It's like, you know, we caught this car going 160 kilometers an hour in a 100 uh, kilometer an hour thing. The car had never been taxed. The fellow was off his head. And then they show you the, um, the, the machine. And it's like opiates, positive. Cannabis, positive. Cocaine, positive. Alcohol, positive. It's like, God almighty. There's lads just driving around off their head. Yeah, could you not like? Don't be greedy about it either, as well. Like, one at a time. Save some for the weekend. Jesus Christ! I mean, if anybody, any young people are listening to this, don't do any of the drugs, but like, don't do them all at the same time. Definitely, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then get in the car. Yeah, that would be criminal, literally. But yeah, I love the I love the uh, Garda Shiakana, the policing unit on uh, on Twitter. That's my my life. I should say, um, I, I'd love to do a nature program with you, uh, Mike. Where I mean, you know, you know a lot more than I do, obviously. But it would be a nature program where we don't really know what we're talking about. 
And I think, I think we've just done that. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 it, the vague nature program where we're kind of like I think, I think the red squirrel is doing better now because uh, the the grey squirrel has been eaten by I think it might be mink. I'm not sure. And every all the all our facts are kind of like I think I read somewhere that. Um, well, in fairness to you, you know a bit more than I do. But I, I wouldn't have said that. Now I've been kind of caught on the on the off the cuff. I'm a little bit off the cuff here now, so I don't exactly know what I'm talking about. But I'm that's I, I I like that. I like that. We're not. You know, I just want to. I just want to say at this point, anything we said may or may not be true. But do feel oh, free yeah. to do feel free to write to us. Uh, you can email me keithwalsh.watch at gmail.com or keithwalshpod at gmail.com and you know anything you want to tell us about the animals and the birds and correct us if we were wrong at any point especially mike don't correct me uh, mike's the expert and he said that everything he said was absolutely true so <laughs> um, i actually i did a i did a mooney goes wild yeah you did yeah for the clip tomorrow yeah i know an awful lot about orcs because i spent two days literally uh cramming and getting really, 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 really nervous about this interview they were going to do with me. And it was going to be 10 minutes. And you know, 10 minutes is an awful long time to be talking. But about especially about orcs. Somebody wants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, these... it's, it'll, be, it'll be totally orcs. Uh, that could be a great show for you. Totally orcs. Orky Momo. Yeah, we could, we could, we could do all sorts of stuff. Sorry, what are orcs? Are they like um, seabirds? Yeah, um, mm. puffins and guillemots and razorbills. Ah, okay, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so you, so you, you crammed for the orc chat. Yeah, and it was orcs actually because I somebody came in and said, "Does anybody want to do uh, a thing on Mooney Goes Wild?" Mm. And I was actually reading the news on my phone at the time. And there were seven or eight people in the canteen at work, and they, the sort of the person who was asking if anybody would like to do this thing on the radio asked everybody else, and they'd all gone, no, no, no. And this guy Shane just tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Well, it looks like you're doing it." Then I went, "I'm doing what?" Mooney goes wild talking about orcs. And I said, "I don't know anything about the orcs." Well, you better do it by by Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I did, and uh, I was I was proper planking myself but i met the, the guy terry flanagan who was an absolute gentleman and it was just like a meandering chat up on the cliff edge it was lovely um and and i'm sure you were you i'm sure you knew everything you needed to know about it. i did yeah i excelled yeah. myself i was putting out all sorts of stuff um but yeah of course i i you know i i just can't help myself sometimes i, I was saying it was like you know it was like mcdonald's because uh, everything was eating each other down there, and it, you know it was like a nightclub because they all start making love when uh, they have to have noise. These orcs, yeah, before they before they mate. <laughs> He's kind of like, you know, making that sign like shush, shush. <laughs> I'm talking about what I'm talking about nightclubs and McDonald's. We're here to yeah. talk about orcs. Yeah, you were just adding you were adding color. I was adding color, but it was like yeah, well yeah, you know. Before they make love, but they don't really, you know, they don't really make love. Anyway. They make love. That's terrible to not like to let them let them make love. What? So what? Do you, what were you saying about them needing noise before they can make love? Is they don't need to hear each other doing it? Is it? Yeah. Well, they they all arrive. They live on the sea normally in big rafts of birds, and then they come to land on cliff edges uh, for three or four months of the year to mate and to have their young and do all that sort of stuff. 
um, but they don't actually mate until there's a good gaggle of them around and they all make noise and sort of like and they literally come and uh, when they when it gets to a certain noise level then they start mating wow but they won't do it in the quiet yeah there has to be a big kind of group orgy type of thing that's, that's insane so that's oh wow okay so it is an that's that sounds interesting. And they normally they normally li- they love grump, uh, group together and just float. Yep. Wow. Yeah, they're amazing. Shit. Yeah, I didn't and know that. Bear in mind, they come to land, right? They mate, and then they have a single egg. Most of them have single eggs. Um, every uh, every morning and... for breakfast, one egg. That's it. <laughs> just sunny side up, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, they, 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 they nest on a cliff edge, which is sort of like, can be five centimetres squared. So literally footprint, egg, that's it. Mum goes to feed, dad comes back. You know, dad goes to feed, dad comes back. And that's it. There's one bird on the egg all the time. Um, <clears throat> and there's very little room. And that bird then, that chick hatches. And um, after 21 days, and these cliffs can be sort of 600 foot high, after 21 days, when that bird still can't fly, the fledgling, they're actually, they change their names to jumplings. And then the father gets into the water and goes wah, 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 to their specific little, little one up there, their young one. And yeah. uh, that young one jumps and they have special hard feathers that allow them to hit the rocks on the way down and hit the water. And then they just kind of hit the water, hit the rocks, bang, bob up, and then dad grabs hold of them and off they go and that's it they go uh, it takes about another 12 weeks before they can fend for themselves and what doesn't help the situation there is that the uh, the parents actually molt when they get back on the water so none of them can fly so they've got this little jumpling they can't nobody can fly they just feed sort of deep down in the water um but anything can get them you know yeah. from they're fish. literally literally sitting ducks yeah Exactly. <laughs> Couldn't have put it any better. Yeah. Sitting ox. Come up with that line. Yeah. Sitting ox. Wow. Yeah. And shit, that day didn't really plan that out very well, did they? The old ox to live on the sea like that for like for a long time and not be able to fly. That's bad parenting. But that's the way they've evolved, and they, wow. they live like huge rafts of them up on the North Atlantic now at the moment, just sitting around bobbing, eating sand eels. Well, don't come near land. Yeah, they haven't evolved very. They haven't, they haven't put their work into the. You know, they haven't evolved very well. <laughs> Bit shit, yeah. They're gonna jump <laughs> off a cliff. <You're> f- <laughs> the first thing is almost suicide. It reminded you telling me that story. Reminded me of the time that um, John Creedon oh, yeah. uh, was doing one of his shows, and he uh, he was doing the. So he did the Wild Atlantic Way was one of the shows he did where he go around in his camper van. Yes. And then he did the, um, I, I call it the mild Midlantic way. Because <laughs> it's the Midlands, but it's it's called the ancient East. I think the mild Midlantic way works works better. Yeah, and you'll probably get more traffic because people will be lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just turn the signs upside down. It looks like wild. <laughs> I think it says wild Midlantic way. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so he did the, the ancient east, but part of that was um, coming to Donnelly's Hollow, just for, very close to where I live. Um, and talking about Dan Donnelly, the famous boxer, whose arm used to hang 
in uh, in Kilcullen, in a pub in Kilcullen called The Hideout. And a guy rang me and said, uh, this guy who, who, who also is from Newbridge, and he's a, he's a TV producer. And he said, Keith, you, uh, you're, you know about Dan Donnelly. They were looking for somebody who could do a bit of television that could talk about Dan Donnelly. You know about Dan Donnelly. And I was like, yeah, sure, sorry, up the road. Will you, John Creedon's going to come down next week and will you tell him all about Dan Donnelly and the history of Dan Donnelly and his arm and all that kind of stuff? And I was like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> to get on the telly, do you know what I mean? Uh, but I, I like John anyway. Uh, and I liked the show. So I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. So I was fucking similar to you now, uh, reading up on my history of who he fought and when he fought them and how, you know, how many people turned up at the fight at Donnelly's Hollow and where the arm is now and all this kind of stuff. And it was just, uh, but no, I mean, I, I, I studied so much, but by the time John turned up, I felt like I was a fucking, I could have done a, I could have done a master's on Dan Donnelly's arm. Yeah, I feel the same about Orcs. And we only spoke for like three minutes after all that. And yeah. I, was, I was so nervous. Yeah. Yeah, with John Creighton, it was literally like, I think it was over. You know, you feel like it's over before you even start. It's just like you spend so long get preparing the stuff. And then it's like, bang, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. That's the way John is anyway. He's like, he's, he's, he's yeah. wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Uh, sure he is. I don't know. He's he's a lovely fella, but uh, no, it was it was uh, but yeah, just it's funny to become an expert on something. Not it's not just to get on the telly, but it's just uh, and I do I, I do have an interest in it anyway. Um, so it was uh, it was it just reminds me of that the the ox. So we could do a podcast which is just you talking about ox and me talking about Dan Donnelly's arm. If all hell if all else fails, you know what I mean. <laughs> You could be my right hand man. Hey. <laughs> oh Lord. Um I think yeah, we, we might just wrap it up because it's been a it's been a nearly an hour, Mike. And Is I know it? We, yeah, yeah. I know the how come there's no sewing going on there in the sewing room that you're in there? They've all gone out for a walk, the mid-afternoon yeah. walk, the dog walk. Um is a huge it's a constitutional in this house. Uh, we meet some neighbors as well. And are you um, not supposed to be with them, or, or have you foregone it today for the podcast? I've, I have foregone it for the podcast because it means I get access to the internet and the computer and everything else. So, okay. yeah, just to be with you. And, of course, I've been studying all morning uh, for this podcast. Yeah, getting all, the, all <laughs> yeah. your facts ready for the <laughs> for the big birds in the garden chat. <laughs> yeah. As I often say to the people when I give them a tour up at the Cliffs of Moher, listen, whatever you do, don't Google anything I fucking say because... Uh, it could just be shit that I make up that morning, you know. So uh, yeah, so I would give that I would give that advice on this podcast. That's as well. the best. That's the best thing to do, I think. Um, and we never got to talk about your man's drummer. What's his name? Oh, Barry Manlow. Barry Manlow's drummer. Shit, we'll have to do that next week. Next time. Yeah, we'll talk about Barry Manlow's drummer. Um, Definitely, we might we might do Jean Luc Picard as well or Patrick. Stewart oh yes, Jean Luc Picard. That's one. Yeah. We'll talk, we'll discuss it in the, in the, uh, I forgot the notes from the production meeting for this one. Yes. <laughs> anyway, listen, you, you have to go and get the dinner ready for the, for the yeah, troop, yeah, troops coming back from their walk. No shit, Sherlock. Okay, I need what to get you, it. I need to get my stick together. What are you having? Sw- swan, mushrooms? A swan mushroom casserole. Delicious. And some all cakes. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Mike. Okay, miss you. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Well, there you go. That's uh, me and my friend Mike talking about everything from wanting to own a Range Rover to talking to a squirrel on acid to orcs to orcs having sex. Awkward sex. You get it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, um, as always, you can get in touch. I mentioned that you're in the chat. Keith walsh.walsh at gmail.com send me an email I'm on social media as well you can find me uh, Keith Walsh Keithy Walsh I think on Twitter Keith Walsh on Instagram not the, not the skateboarder not the solicitor and uh, yeah stay in touch get in touch all your comments will be I'll be very happy to get your comments I um, don't have anything else really to share with you at the moment because we're in lockdown there's nothing going on I'm creating some my main source of income at the moment is making cards sort of like greeting cards and I'm in the middle of well I'm bringing tomorrow I'll be bringing in my calendar to get printed up so it's a 2021 calendar I drew it from scratch yeah a whole calendar I was like I could write a book but I could just draw out a calendar and sell that um and that might be more lucrative. Um, so that's what I'm at at the moment. Helping my wife out with Nerdy Sisters, her business, who sponsored the podcast, but I keep forgetting to mention. And uh, look them, check them out as well. Nearly Sisters, all one word, they're on Instagram. They've got a website as well, nearlysisters.e. Uh, beautiful gifts, a gifting company. If you want to buy something for somebody nice, something nice for somebody nice, um, they will supply you just go on their website and pick out what you want to give them like a mug coffee some chocolates a candle um some hand cream some hand lotion some there's loads of things loads even like a tote bag just a little you know i think there's some can um uh cards up there as well that you can buy from a guy called keith walsh and the cards say things like you know i miss your face or you're the bestest friend ever that kind of thing, you know. Keith Walsh's name, never heard. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening as always. I gotta go. Um, please tell your friends. Please rate. Give us a five star rate. Uh, subscribe and spread the word of the podcast. Um, that's it. That's all I ask of you. And thanks for listening as always. You're my favorite. No, you are. You are my. Fa- you are actually my favorite. I gotta go now. See you. Bye. You are you are actually my favorite. I swear to God. Bye bye. Quiet. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started.